who Hi, hello. How are you doing? Wait, wait for the word of the cook, Ezra. Wait for it to finish. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> so I, I knew that people memorized the Mishnahs and reviews of Kara's Magid and all that. Um, but is there, there's an Indian Dafka to do that and to memorize Mishnahs the same way that we do like Tikkun Leil Shavuot? Again, so uh, what I was saying is that the 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 Bet Yosef is his way of prophesizing was by via the Mishnah. Uh, that's the way he got to it, and obviously, uh, you can try to copy him and uh, imitate him and do the same. Um, but that's that's what he would do. So it's it's less about like making some kind of mitzvah of studying the Mishnah and Shavuot. It's more about uh, but that's what he would do generally. Right, but that's not that's not like there's an Indian to. That's learn. not no, that's the answer because Eldar was asking that it seems over there that the Mishnah is the great thing and then other people like the Benish Chai and others uh -huh. also. I remember the Kamana has like a whole thing about I forget which side he's on. He's on one side of this controversy. <laughs> um, that's that, that's something that they answered that that was like a particular thing and. I was saying that that's something you can do. So if, if you really wanna wanna, you know who? There's a reason why they chose Mishnayos for that, but it's hard to describe the reason. I'm gonna go listen to Shir. Um, Mishnayos was what is has a rhythm that works for for people that uh, that do that. Here. That's what I was saying. That and there's uh, instructions for doing it in Sharek Tusha. Um. The other point about that is that the, the Zohar talks about, talks about, there's, there seems to be a kind of like, the, the, at least the Ramak and other people have understood that there's a contradiction in the Zohar. Uh, there's two main source, two major, two sources in the Zohar for Tikkun uh, Shavuot. One is in the Hagdamah, in the beginning of the Zohar, like Tavches, and the Hagdamah of Sefer Zohar, and the second one is in Pashas Emmer, where it discusses uh, Shavuot. And the czar, wait, I had it in front of me, now it's lost. And the czar in, in one of the places, so, no, it's not this one. Sorry. Zohar in, um, in the, yeah, the czar in, in, in Bereshis, in Dagdama, and I discussed the the Keshitakala being third in the Maxivim. So the Tanakh, which people. The Tanakh, which is um uh, known in the in the Mishnah in Chazal as uh, the Kala, the jewelry of the of the Kala. So the Zohar said that, that we learned that on on Shavuot. And that's where Darizal got his idea of, of reading the Tanakh. And the Zohar in Parshas Emmer actually seems to say the opposite. And he says that at night we learn Torah Shabbat, which corresponds to the Shkenet, to the Malchus. And in the morning, the Torah Shabbat, which is herself the Kala, marries the, the Feres, which is the Torah Shabbat. So those are two, two sources in the Zohar which seem to uh, contradict each other. 
if the point of learning it would be to do Torah Shabbat or would be to do Torah Shabbat And most of this, and most of this like minor controversy about uh, so some people said that we should read Mishnahis or read which Mishnahis generally is like the the Klalut, right? All the Torah Shabbat should be in there, more or at least most of it. And but but the Rizal and others seem to have not understood the Zohar that way. Um, what they did understand, and what seems to me that to me to be the truth, and that Rizal himself is making some kind of uh, ritualizing ritual out of it, like read this and then read that. Some it comes into like a like a siddur, comes part of the siddur, you know. There's tikkunashves, part of the siddur. One, one more thing to say in your life. Because Jews don't have enough things to say. Uh, but if you read the Zohar, and the Zohar in, in Bereshis actually has a pretty like long description, like a long story, which is actually the story of, of, of Reb Shimon Barichai in the, in the Zohar um, studying Alel Shavuot. And, and what it said, what it, and it's, it seems to be the same in, in Pashas Emer, although that's not not written as a description of what he was doing. It's just like it's more of a theoretical or a discussion of what should be done. Um, and, and generally, this was the method of the Zohar. The, the, what the Zohar did, and the Ramak people that imitated the Zohar did the same, which is to take psukim, like read some parasha and the Tanakh, or read some, some psukim here and there, and then to work with it. They wouldn't be reading Tvarshavik Sav and just reading it as a, as a reading. They would be reading it and then and dashing it, and making some medrash on it, or making a making a zohar on it, right? And and that that's really the action of what should be done. That's really what you should do, by the way, if you want to listen to the zohar, not to that, not to all the interpreters of the zohar. Uh, and and if you read it like that, then the contradiction kind of dissolves. It doesn't really exist. The contradiction. It's really about, of course, when when you do that, you're doing Torah Shabbat in the sense of the act of Tarshvalpeh. So Tarshvalpeh has two meanings. If, if you read, there's, there's always two meanings of the, when we talk about Tarshvalpeh and Tarshvalpeh, we can read it in two different ways. And very important to know, and same thing for, and there's the famous, uh, there's three different writers, Shlish Mishnah, Shlish Mikra, Shlish Talmud, uh, different kinds of Torah. And Darizal actually said, has like a whole, every day, right? Known as Chakle Yisrael. Read every day some Mishnah, some Mikra, some some uh, some Talmud, some Zohar. Um, Chabad they have their own called Chitas and other things. Um, but the 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 point of so there's two ways of of understanding these kind of directions, this kind of halacha. This is brought down in halacha already. One of them is to understand that these are referring to different texts. Okay, so there's it says you should spend some time reading Mikra every day. So that means there's this text called the Bible. Okay, read that text a little bit. Then it says learn Mishnah, so we'll go and find in the bookshelf whichever one says Mishnah on it and read some of that one. And then there's one that says Talmud, so we'll find one that says Talmud on the cover, and so on. That's one way of understanding it. And then you would say it's anything Tarsh Baksaf is Tanakh Tarsh is everything else, basically, right? Um, that seems to not be the original meaning of it. Uh, mostly, there's, it's true that that's true because obviously the mikra, the mikra, and the mishnah is the mishnah. But it's not the the uh, more serious meaning of it. The more serious meaning is that these are different. Um, you could say different kind of texts, but really different modes of study or different modes of Torah. 
different, like that is I would say, one is Ayla Masiya, one is Ayla this, one is Ayla that. There are different modes, different levels of, of different ways of conceptualizing study. In general, when we talk about so in reality, and this is something that I didn't make up, uh, once anything gets written down, it's Tereshebiksav. means written Torah. Don't doesn't mean one Torah, one book which has on its cover the word Tereshebiksav. That's that's not what it's about. Tereshebiksav is written Torah. It's anything that can be written down and that was written down. And if Tereshebalpe got written down at some point, so it somehow got transformed into, from Tereshebalpe into Tereshebiksav because now it's a written Torah. It's not an oral tradition. It's a written tradition. It's a textual tradition. That's the fact. Of course, it might there's, there might be some differences between you know because it's interpreting that and has different values and different things, but it's still Tershibiksav in the end of the day. Tershibalpeh actually, in, the, in, the, in this reading, has to refer to something which is still Baalpeh. In other words, the act of interpreting Torah, or the act of reading Torah in each generation by each Talmud Chacham, and he rereads it and to his needs and to his, uh, you know, to make halacha, whether it's halacha, whether it's femius, uh, whatever it is, it's going to be it needs to be alive. In other words, for Torah Shabbat Pet to exist, there need to be live people reading it. If all the, that's what it says in the Gemara and Mazakhbis, wherever it was, with Yanni Amelech, uh, where he said he's going to kill all the Tamdachamim, but who cares? There's still a Torah Menachas Bekerens of this. You could go look up the book and, and read it. And the Gemara says that that means that he was, he was on Bekerens, because oh, that's good for Torah Shabbat What about Torah Shabbat Pet? And that problem cannot be answered by just writing down the Torah Shabbat <laughs> It's not going to help. The Torah is, is the Torah as it is carried in the mouths of actual people, actual Talmudic uh, who read the Torah. And of course, what those Talmudic read is going to be Torah generally, or each person according to what he likes to read and you know where he gets more inspiration or understands better. But it's, that's really what Torah is about. So therefore, and the way I'm, and so this, this to me is the real meaning of Torah that's why if, I, if the Zohar says you read Torah Shabbat on Shavuot night, it doesn't mean go find some book which says Torah Shabbat on the cover and read it. Maybe that's why that is on the Benesh Chai don't say to do that. Because it really means take the Torah Shabbat or take the Torah and, and then, and there's the, the Arizal actually says this. So this, this it's, it's very weird to me that the, everyone is big chassidim of the Arizal and they like follow every word that he says, but they skip the last word, the, the, to me the most important thing that he says. If you'll read the Shara Kavanas and the, I could show it to you actually. Let's see if I could. The green shear screen thing will work. Um, it's this. Oops. Okay. If you read the Rizal, yeah, is it working still? Over here, where he discusses um, what you should read. So he has, he gives you the whole order, which is basically the beginning of each parsha and everything. And this is what he said. This is this is the end, the end of that piece. I said, but this is what you have to read. So he wants you to like get some kind of picture of the whole thing. So according to him, this is supposed to take you like an hour. It's actually little. Like most of most tikkun lashuas that you'll buy actually added stuff even to this. I'm not sure what the whatever version you'll get. Almost any of them are longer than that Izal's actual original version. Um, Arizal is basically only only reading the first and last psukim of every parasha, plus Yisra and a few other things. But he assumes that it's going to be like just the beginning. That's just the appetizer. That's what he assumes. And then Shara Lail, I mean, the rest of the night, not like from 4 to 5 a.m. when he's really tired. <laughs> In Arizal's world, 
by the way, and they were not chassidim, but like davened at million o'clock and then had a long meal and everything. It's like nine o'clock, you know? And from 10 to 4, or to, you have, it's beside the So the rest of the night, you're supposed to use your mind. Use your sechel. I don't know. <laughs> you learn the Torah that you understand or learn stuff. So the Torah is the most important thing to him, but it means learn Zohar, learn, uh, try to understand what's going on. That's that's what you're supposed to be doing the rest of the night. And for some reason, everyone forgot about that that line. <laughs> uh, but that seems to be the Zohar's intention and Darizal's intention, although Darizal did formalize it somewhat when by giving this list of things. And, you know, Whatever you could follow his instructions, but the the big the bigger idea here is to 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 use that. That's that's really just getting ingredients. Like uh, it's just um, um, yeah, just preparing something to uh, to to understand later, right? Now that you you learned you read some some Tanakh, now you could now you could start to work with it. Now, if you read Zohar, you'll know where to look up the pasuk that the Zohar brings, <laughs> things like that. Um, yeah. so that's how I understand the thing with Toyshbik sound. I was reading earlier the, the Ramak and the Zohar and, and Pashas Emmer has his, his own seder. And he, let me see if I could, I don't know if I could show it to you, but it's going to be complicated. And the Ramak, he also had this question about should it be Toyshbik Sav or should it be Toyshbik Peh? And he really ex- assumes that it should be mostly Tarish Baksav, also like that. Let me see if I can find it again. It was here. Oh, yeah, and he says that, that when the Zohar says Tarish don't he doesn't mean to learn Gemur. <laughs> Not like the Litvaks understand. Tarish means Zohar, or means at least Medrash. So he actually says, I'll read it, I'll find, wait, wait, let me read, I, I actually had a picture of it. Let me see if I can put it up. Uh, this. I don't know what you see now. That's no, probably not good. Do you see this picture? It's not good. No. I don't think it works like this. With the word Toved on top? What? The word Toved in the top right corner for some Yeah, oh, you see this, but it's small. I can't read it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, but I, well, on the phone, anyways, I can pinch it bigger. Uh, it's not going bigger now. I don't, I don't know what's going on. No, okay. Anyways, the Ramak says you should, he understands the Zohar, that you should read not more than an hour to read Tanakh. And then he wants you to read some Mishnah, also not too much. And the rest of the time you should, you should do, learn by yourself. Like you should work with that. That's, that's basically, but I, it's too small for me to read it. Like here. And then he gives you like his whole what he which parts of the Torah he read, which is similar to that Rizal's thing. And basically, he says what he how you should do it that way. And it says mostly he, most of the time he spent in conversation with his friends or or students or what, yeah or whatever it was. Uh, so that's that that's 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 life Torah. That's uh, creative Torah. Not, not, not written down. Segues into another question I have. Um, I don't know if this is uh, common, but you see this amongst the Sephardic postgim definitely that most Torah only counts if you understand it while you read it. 
but the reading of Zohar counts, whatever that means, even if you don't understand what you're reading, which I never really got, never understood, but that comes up. You know what I mean? Because you have general congregations in Eil Shavuot reading through the through the Zuta and Eidah Rabba. Mm-hmm. Most people have no idea what the heck that's saying, you know? The, 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 the secret is because nobody else understands either, so it makes no difference. <laughs> that's not what it is. <laughs> no, actually, that's the... the it's like in Alocha, if you go in Alocha Samatari, you get like whole interest, weird discussion. Like, I don't even, it's like hard to define what it means. Like, it counts. Who does it count? How does it count? What does that like, actually mean? But um, the Alter Rebbe, the, the, the Altanya actually explains these things this way. The Alter Rebbe is, is actually, he seems to hold like this. He says that you have to look up in Alocha but he holds that if you, if you learn, but that's the, I'll, I'll explain. I understand it, at least. I don't know if it's the Alocha, but I understand it this way. That's the difference between Tarish Beksav and Tarish Belpeh. Tarish Beksav is the, like you could say, the material, the Chomer, the, the thing that you need to know. I mean, generally, in, in, this is a problem since most people like us, at least, who are not Hebrew, is not, if, I don't know who, if Hebrew is not your first language, then when you read, you have to interpret, because otherwise you're not reading either. That's a problem. He talks about it also in the time of uh, But the people that who, to read, to Hebrew is native, it doesn't really make sense to say, uh, read the Bible, read Tanakh and don't understand. It's really saying, just read it surface level. Just read it. You're reading it, right? It's a story with, you know, David Amalek something. Okay, it's a story. I got the story. Like, it's not, it doesn't mean just read it without knowing one word. That's, that's not even reading. That's something else. It just means, okay, I don't understand. I don't get what's going on, really. That's, that's what it's about. It's Mikra. It's reading. Anything else is already Rashi. It's already interpreting it. That's already Tashvalpa. Um that's really, that's really the logic behind saying that. So, but for that sense, in that sense, it would be true for Mishnah too. In other words, if you're just reading it, like there were some people and there are some people that just want to memorize. If it's memorization, then yeah, as long as it's a mitzvah, it's going to be useful to you later. You know, you're going to use it to 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 take from that. It might be true. Um, and then the, what he says about Kabbalah is that something like similar to what I've said, <laughs> my joke. Which is that since since we don't really know what we're talking about when we learn Kabbalah, anyways. Uh, so in his in his language, all Kabbalah is only Yudhis and Matsyas and not Yudhis and Mahus. You, you only know the existence of things and not the essence of them. So if you ask uh, uh, like medieval philosophers if if there's a difference between essence and existence, then this theory might make sense. But anyways, um, uh, that's what he he he, he says something like this. If I learn about about um, I definitely know what Esther and Lulav are, right? So I basically understand. So I could understand. If I learn about Zion, Nok, Vatsilis, I have no idea what they are. I can understand that they exist. I can understand a lot of things about them, their relationships with each other, their relationship to the world. But I can't really understand what, I don't really have a good idea of what they are or their essence. And therefore, it's similar to Mikra in that sense, in which we're just reading the text or the words and not really getting at some kind of human understanding. It's, it's, it's uh, some kind of learning where you're kind of just accepting what's told to you and not really activating your usual understanding. That's why, that's one thing. That's, that's a pshat. That's like a chabad pshat. Well, the halacha, though, the, what you're saying, you still need to at least understand the Aramaic on a basic level to know what the words are saying. I would say that. In other words, otherwise, it's really funny. <laughs> 
But the other, the, the, that's, that's how people shout. That's how people shout. I'll be Aris, I'll be Kabbalah. I'll be Sephardi way. No, this is the, the Chidah. Other people say this. They're Amchal even, I think. Maybe uh, Arizal himself, I think. The Arizal, their way is to, is to, is to say that uh, I probably can't be explained how it works because it wasn't meant to be explained. But there, there, there is something that they say is that the, the language of the Zohar itself is uh, useful, is useful to your soul. So even though you don't understand one word you're saying, uh, it has some kind of um, magic. So that's already magic. I mean, magic. Magic might work, but it's magic. I don't think you can explain it. Uh, yeah, I think. There's, there's a Benish Chai in, in one of his chivas, in his Kabbalah chivas, where he makes fun of certain Kabbalah. He says, there was some person who said he read it five times. He says, yeah, in my shul, there's people that read the Idrat 20 times. doesn't make them a Kabbalah. <laughs> so he also understood the difference between, you know, reading and understanding. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't, doesn't take one away from the other. But reading, reading is undervalued nowadays, so I, I'm kind of on the side of pushing that a little bit. I don't know where, who, why I talk to always, but in, 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 in most yeshivas nowadays, and reading things is undervalued. Everyone is just looking to find themselves and to say, Titus. And you don't even, like, like I'm saying, assuming that you understand like the, the, the translation, you know, the, you know what you're saying, that's, that's a very useful thing to do. And if you don't know one or, you know, you would, if you don't get one paragraph or whatever, it's better. And people, people in, in yeshivas and in general and probably even in, yeah, in universities also, they get stuck in all kinds of fancy theories of explaining some little thing. And then you lose the book. Like there's a story to be told yeah. there. And when you, you read everything too much, so that's, yeah. A few years ago, I went out and bought Dafka Anach, that was English only. Mm-hmm. Because reading it in Hebrew, I understand the Hebrew because I'm Israeli, but reading it in Hebrew, there's still the drive to learn it, to like break everything down. And I, I just realized I just did not know the stories well. So I just went out and bought an English only Nach and just read through it, which kind of works until you get to your Meow and Yechezka where everything gets poetic. And, you, you know. That's what they were made for, that you shouldn't understand. Right. Yeah. Right, but 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 Malachim, Shoftim, it's just really great stories. It's just really a good read. Right. Yeah, I I I approve of that uh, <laughs> of that theory. There's like an interesting machloek because I was reading someone that the, so there's two opposite ways of understanding why this all was written in the remake. One is that he's trying to hide things. So since it's not a daily language, and according to people who assume that it was not used as a as a daily language, as a secular language, which is not true, but okay. Um, and we, people assume that, so the Zohar is trying to ups, ups, how do you say? Absificate things. It's trying to make it more, more make it distant from people. And those people are saying that therefore nobody should, we tra- I saw it today, I don't know, someone wrote a whole shiva that you're not allowed to translate the Zohar into Hebrew. Because the Zohar is trying to hide himself and you're like, you know, being Megala which is very weird to me, but anyways, that's what the guy wrote. He, he quoted, so he actually is quoted about a guy or something, I don't know. 
I don't think it's relevant, but whatever. And then there's the opposite theory, which I like better. I, I gave a whole class about this term, right? The opposite theory is that the czar is actually trying to talk in, in the vernacular. And since he was he was speaking in Aramaic, so that's what he wrote it. That's like, it's, it's basically the, the biggest book of Sadat Satayra was written in English instead of in, in the, uh, like the Rambam wrote in Arabic and things like that. And the Rambam actually says that. Okay, let's learn something real. I don't know why. Why not? Semitic. Unless you have more questions. No, no, that covered it. Pesach is over. It's now time for Shavuot. <laughs> no more questions? Always have questions. Yeah, I wanted to do this. So, put it in the middle. Whoa. I mean that. So I wanted to do a little bit governance of Shvius. Um The idea being, let's uh, go, I'll, we'll see where we are. So that is, there's really two, two, um, two big things on, uh, with, with Shavuos. One is that it finishes Firasayimah, right? What's called, we call it Chagas uh, Shavuot, right? The, the holiday of the weeks. And the weeks are the weeks of Svira, really. So you count seven weeks and then you have the Yomtiv of the weeks. And in Darizal's reading, that's always the Zohar and Darizal's reading, that's always connected to uh, it's to Pesach, to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So these seven weeks get counted from from Pesach, from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And we went through the whole story how the the Malchid, the godless that we had in, in Pesach, Mel Pesach especially, were not real, were kind of temporary. They were real, but temporary. Or in another language, they were from God's side, not from our side. Actually, in the Zohar's language, which I'm not sure that Arizal means to interpret the same thing. They were only in the level of the Malchus, not in the level of Tiferes, only in the Shekinah, not in the not in the Zah. And and since then we got we went back to the beginning and we did seven times seven in in all kinds of different ways, which we'll get to, which are getting most of what we need to get back. And then finally, on Shavuos, we have the real Pesach. That's really, really the Arizal's understanding of Shavuos. Finally, we have the real, the real Malachim, which we, have, which we should have on Pesach. And then we can have a real, something known as a real Yichud, which is itself the real Matan Torah. So Shavuos morning, when, when there's Matan Torah, that's another way of saying there's the wedding of the, of the Teferis and the Malchus, or the Ketzebrich Yashchintah. And in order for that Yichud to happen, obviously you need to have real godless. You can't have, can't be two babies. You have to have cycle, you have to have money. And that's what we did with the whole sphere. And this Darizal has two main stories which have to happen before that. So in other words, there's the real, the big story of Shvias is the Yichat happening. So the Yom Simchasli, Yom Chasinusa, the story, the wedding, they actually got married. The, actually, the marriage was actually consummated, really. It actually happened. That's really in the Rizal's way and the Zohar, that actually happens this morning, obviously, right? Because the Torah is given in the morning. We read the Torah, we, in general, in the Rizal's world, always by Musaf is the time when we're Mechavan, at least, the big Yichad. So Shabbos, most Yom Tovim, generally, Musaf is like the Tefillah that we added, right? So that shows us the, the Aliyah, the, the, the addition that we had to cover Shabbos. And that's really the time when we have the Yichad, and especially in the time of, in the, in Keser, in the Kedusha's Keser of, of Musaf, generally every Shabbos, that's when we 
when we have the, the greatest Dichad of the week is, 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 a, in, the, is in Musaf Shabbos by Kesar. And that's the general general structure of things. So it's both Habib Shat and both Mdalizal. That's, so that's the day. That's the Shavuos day. That's what happens. And uh, and there is a Mikdash, we would do Shtei Alechem, which also symbolizes which we'll get to if we get to that. But now we have to kind of get do something before that. That's really what happens to us in a certain sense. But we have to be we have to finish really the part of Sfiras Image, which which we kind of didn't finish. And there's two two big points in the Rizal, in the Rizal structure, which Sfiras Image started and didn't complete. In other words, there's, there's like 49 days of counting and it's 50, right? One one plus six says Tisprichamishimyam. So there's something actually to be done the 50th day, or we could say the 50th night, like we discussed sometime. Maybe we did, or maybe we didn't. Sfirah Soimah is always done at night, right? So that's like something that that we do uh, at night. And the last night of Sfirah, or the night after the last night of Sfirah, really, right? The 50th night, there's still something to be done which relates to to the Yichet. And in the Rizal's language, there's still two two big two big points that need to be accomplished, two, that need to be finished in order that we should be prepared for the Yichet. And it's like this. One is like this. So I'm going to read here. And then it's Ba'alel. So we discussed that the main main way of, of separating of the of dividing the weeks of Sphira is not Chesed Gvira to Malchus, which says the Siddha. This means main way is actually Chachma the first week, Bina the second week, Chasadim the Das, the third week. Gvura the das the fourth week, Chesed uh, the fifth week, Gvura the sixth week, and Teferis and Malchus together the seventh week, which is this week. So what happened if you if you follow the structure, we're kind of missing two two parts. We're missing on the top Keser, which he actually discussed in the beginning that he skips Keser for for a reason. We're also missing on the bottom the Netzach and Right, because we did seven, we got to Teferis and we did Malchus, which because the Malchus, the part of our Malchus really stands until the Teferis of Zah, so she's connected to the Teferis, so we could skip that in that sense. But we didn't do the Netzach and the Hoid on this side, of course. And that's the first thing that we that happens on Shvis, according to the Reis of Atta Bechaga Shvis, especially Gam Benetzach Vahoid Sheboy, so Shel Bezah. So the Rizal says that on Shavuos, what do we get? We get two lichas, right? So in a certain sense, we've been getting things all, all speed. We've been getting Chachma, Binach, Sodom, Gvirus, Dadas, and so on. And what we have to get on, on Shavuos, which is the idea of the story of Hasina, although the lichas come a little later in the story, but at least associates it with Shavuos, which are the the ten the the the, the two lechas. Two lechas. The Zohar says always the Zohar always translates two lechas as netzach Another another in other words. The key mention is pashta atsham as mizdavega is still designed. Malchus v'chena zivig the gabbes gemes. Since we have malchus in the netzach bohed and the yisod also, which is together with them, which is in the same level. So now the yisod is really gabbes. In, in other words. And this is you have to understand the structure of the Rizal generally. There's two different things when we discuss. There's two different things in which with with having Malachan in the world, we could have 
Moichen on different levels of Moichen, right? I talk about having Moichen of Bina, Moichen of Kachon, Moichen of Kesef, right? Godless Aleph, Godless, Godless Bais, and so on. And I can also discuss where these Moichen are, right? Now, there's a, a kind of uh, opposite way. Uh, there's, um, there's a backwards order between these two things. In other words, when we discuss what level of Moichen you have, Right, so I have small and I have big and then of course we go from from bottom up, right? So katnas aleph, gadlas aleph, and so on. The first you have smaller meichen, first you have meichen of bina, then meichen of chachma, then meichen of keser, and that would be of course the normal order of things, and that is the order of things. Although when we do some skipping around pesach and stuff, but that's the order. And in that sense, whichever higher, right? If I tell you you're at keser, then you're at the higher level, right? If you're only at chachma, then you're a little lower. If you're only at bina, you're a little lower. And then there's the opposite of Hoyza, or opposite of Sunga. The opposite of Sunga is actually bringing down Moichen, right? Because it doesn't help me much if I have Moichen in my, in my head, or in my Keser, which is above my head even, right? Uh, it doesn't help me much if I have Moichen in my heart even. It helps me a lot. But not enough. I can't have a Yichud with that. In order to have a Yichud, you have to have Moichen in your, in your feet, literally. Right? In your Netzach HaGesod. And that's, that's a whole... That has a... a How is it called? has an inverse relationship with the previous thing. In other words, when you have lo- lower level of Moichen, then your Moichen will live higher. So if you have small Moichen generally, your Moichen will be only in your in your head. For example, if you have only Moichen of Nahi, then my Moichen, where does Moichen of Nahi stand? Moichen of Nahi always stand in the Kelim of Chabad. That's, if you read Kavanas, you'll always see it like that. When you have Moichen of Nahi, they live in the Kelim of Chabad. In other words, when, if you see someone, and this is, it seems counterintuitive, but actually, it actually totally makes sense. If you see someone, someone, or me, right? When you have a great understanding of something or some great feeling in your mind, I mean, your heart, whatever that would mean. Um, but it doesn't really uh, penetrate. It doesn't really go through. It doesn't show in their actions or it doesn't live in their actions. It doesn't live in their very basic feeling, basic human feeling. That really means that he has a lower level of ma'ach. That's really, in other words, it's, it's only the smallest ma'ach. It's actually, it's the highest in a certain level. It's living in the highest place. It's, so it's working in the framework of the, of the kalim of, of Chabad. So I, I, could, I could work with it with my mind, but I can't work with it with my hands. And I can't work with, I can't work with it with my feet. So really it's the smaller ma'ach. Then if I have, I have a slightly bigger ma'ach, for example, I get ma'ach in the Chagat, will go in the Chabad, then they'll push down. That's what happens. It's called Bechiot. It pushes down the small, the previous Moichen into the, into the next level. And then when I get the highest Moichen of Keser, that pushes the whole story down. And then my Nahi have real Moichen. That's, that's from the Arizal's language, the story of, of, of Shvez. So since we actually finish, and we'll see someone get actually the level of Keser also, but we have finished all the Moichen, they can actually push down. They can actually go down all the way to the Netzachot. And that's actually the story of Shtei Lechus If you think about the, uh, if you think about the Lechus, you'll understand. It says, The Lechus are kind of a very weird thing in the sense, you can think of it like this. There is different levels of prophecy. You could have prophecy in your mind. It's going to talk about it. If someone has a good idea, sometimes it came straight from God as prophecy in your mind. You could have prophecy in your speech, right, in your mouth, that's a little lower than your mind, it's a little more real in a sense, right? Um, 
you can speak, so you can have prophecy in your in your in your voice. There's a you can have prophecy in your speech, different different levels of speech. Right? In other words, you could go to Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, shir and hear the, hear the prophecy that he speaks. And then there's a third level, which was written prophecy, right? Ksuvim. Some, we often call Ksuvim Nahi. Um, or Torah Shabik Sav, right? And, and that's, in, in other words, instead of saying God is speaking to you, we could talk about God writing. And we could, you could read Zephyr Yechaskel talks about oh, okay. this level. But in, 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 in Moshe's Torah, in, in the Chumash, that's the Luchas. Because the Luchas are God writing to you. It's not God speaking to you, right? He spoke first, and then he wrote it down. Like that's, a, that's going down in a more material level, more we call real. Because we live in the world of material, we call that more real. It's really not less real, but it's, we call it more real. Uh, that's the Luchas. And if you, if you read the Luchas, that's people don't understand. You have, you have to get the experience of reading Torah and the difference between reading Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat means it needs to be put in a pale pair, right? It needs to be really the, the mouth of the person saying the Torah, the Torah which you can hear with a voice, is has to be analogous or really should be heard as God speaking. Right? And Torah is not is not God speaking because it's written down. Torah is God writing. And it, it, it the same, it's somewhat stronger and weaker at the same time. But it's the same, if you read a Sefer Torah, really, it's, really it needs to be God, like the Lichas, which God himself wrote, or a Sefer Torah, which God wrote, just was Mislavish and a Sefer that wrote it, right? Uh, and then you have to read it as God's writing, as reading, it's, it's God speaking to you, but not speaking to you, it's God writing to you. And that has a very great, of course, has problems, the Lichas got broken, because this is, this, this is the very dangerous place, because all kinds of different reasons. Um, but... Before the Lichas got broken, this was a great thing. You can have Ksav, uh, you can have Tadish of Ksav, you can have uh, stone, stone words of God, not only uh, ear words of God and fire words of God, you actually have rock words of God. And that's called the that's called the Maichim going down to Netzach Void, or another word way of saying it, you could have actions that are, are as uh, godly as, as being done by God, as you can have speech and thoughts. Or feelings, which are usually it's easier. That's that's why I'm, it shows my point. It's much easier to to have prophecy in your mind than to have it in your in your action, or to have it in your little ba- literal battery ba- bodily functions and things like that. That's 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 the the idea of the lichas, and that's and that's the idea if, if you think of Darizal's image of the Zarampin, which is spreading his lichas from top to bottom. And when it was Pesach, when it was the Sfira Soimen, the whole Sfira Soimen only got us down to Teferis, to Teferis, which is Malchus. It didn't get us to Netzach Void. And the big thing that we need to do on Shuris is to get it to the Netzach Void. And Darizal actually doesn't say it this way. Darizal mostly connects that to the Kesser, but the Kavanah Sarashash actually claim that the Tikkun Shuris, when you read the Tanakh, um, he has a whole elaborate cheshman of how exactly, but that's one of the things that you have to be machavim then is to finish the Netzach Void. So it's, it's really, in, other, in a certain sense, you could say, Netzach Void, we could say that we have to fig, finish three weeks of Sphira in one night. Because we had, for, for each for each Sphira, we had a whole week. Or for the Feras Amalekas, we had one week. But okay. But for most Sphiras, we had a whole week. And then you say, okay, we got we got down to the Feras. So you already, you basically already have a half Vira, right? You already feel, feel things. 
but you can actually, can't actually do them, or you can't actually give laws from them, which is another way of saying, making things very, very material, very defined. And what you need to do on Shavuos is actually bring down the Mach until the Netzachot is said. So you have to be Mechavan, you have to take the Siddur of Svira and be Mechavan three more weeks, basically. There's, there's, there's Kavanas for that in the Siddur of Rosh and then after we finish that, so that you do as if we could say you do that all night. That's or maybe in the morning we could at least in the Rashad's way, that's what you do all night. And then once you have the whole, you know, whole parts of the whole zaf full of Moikhan, then you can actually have a real yechad of godless and this morning. Okay, that's that's the first thing. So that's the the lower. In that sense, Shvis is lower than lower than the whole spirit because it's going down, but lower is higher or lower is better. So that's that's really having lichas. Okay. That's the second thing, and like I said, they, they kind of connect. But there's a second thing. Kamish inyan achas There's a second a second point about the, the night about Shavuos. That's the same. It's another thing that really we're somewhat missing. We can so we discussed that the Zah generally gets born with only vak. He only has moichen of chagat, basically. Um, and that's the level of Zah. If you, if you know, I don't know, if you know that Rizal's basic, basic picture of Adam Atzilas, the Zah arrives until the Tiferes of Imar, Tiferes of Abedema, which is really the Tiferes of Arich, which defines the entire levels of Adam Atzilas. Therefore, the, the design in general is only is only until chesed. That level of ma'ichna he has. Then our entire avoidance is to give him the three levels missing. In other words, you have to give the zah or give yourself or give the zah three levels of ma'ichna which are we'll talk about yourself and maybe some three levels of ma'ichna which are from from bottom up bina, which in the Israel's language is called Yisrael Sovet Vina, because there's a right side of bina, the ab of of bina is called Yisrael Sovet. The left one is called Tvina. That's that Mechav Vina. Then there's a second level of, that's all called Godless and Kalpas Aleph. Then there's a second level which is called Godless and Kalpas Bez, which is Mechav Abav Emeloin, or another way of saying it, Mechav Chachma. And then he would be up to the Chesed and Gvura Varech. That's what he's mentioning it here, I'm just saying. And, or he says Chachma Bina Varech. And then he has to get a third level. So now, in general, in Sfirah Slaumer and, and in, in Pesach night, when we got everything at once, all we did was these two levels. We had Mechna Vena, Mechna Chachma, the entire thing. That's called Godless Shining. But there's really a Godless Shlishi, which we forgot all about. And the Godless Shlishi is known as Keser, or otherwise known as the Sfirah of the parts of Arich Ampen. So Abba is Chachma, Ima is Vena, and above them there's Arich Ampen, which is Keser. And that's that's the other big thing, or the biggest thing, really, which happens on Shvez. In other words, he grows. This is, this is his language all the time. You grow as you get another money, you become taller, you become higher, literally. So, Arichampen is the Kesar of Atzilis. He stands above everything, or internal to everything. And when... The Zayat great biggest godless, his real biggest godless is to get the level of Kesa, which means that he will be as tall, as high as Arich. And that happens on Shviz. And he says, he discussed this already in Pesach, where we discussed that there's a Mishnah that talks about Ben Chomesh Lamekrab and whatever, a whole long list of stuff. And that is all 
says that this, this is talking really about the Zah, who gets born, and then he has to get level of Mikra, and level of Mishnah, and level of Talmud, and so on. And the biggest level is when he goes up until the highest level, which is called Arachampen. And Arachampen has famously a white beard. That's a person in Daniel that the Idra the Zar says is talking about the beard, the, the beard of Arich Ampen, known as the Dikna of Arich, which we're, that's where we have Yildomid Asharachim, all kind of things like that. And the same thing, the Dikna the Zah, the beard of Zah, when he, when he now, is he, the real big story that is a transformation. In other words, the Zah himself becomes old, right? So he becomes really Arich or not really correct to say that, but we get into a whole complicated technicality of how it would really work. But he really becomes Arach. And Narizal says that's what the Chazal say about the Amalek Hashem Lekech, right? So there's a famous Rashi brings Imam Chazal. And it says, and Hashem says, Okay, thank you very much. So Chazal said that they had a question. You don't seem to be the same God that took us out of Eretz Mitzrayim. Because when we were by the Yamsef, we saw our God. And how do we know that we saw it? It's a postdoc. It says, uh, So he seemed like a, a warrior, a Ishmael Chama. And Ishmael Chama is a young, a young guy with a black beard, obviously. But he's a young guy. Maybe he doesn't have a beard. Yeah, okay. And that's how they saw God on, on, on Pesach. And then on Shavuos, they come and see God as a zuken, this kind of a guy with a old guy with a long white beard. Oh, this is real anthropomorphism, and you could ask all kinds of people that would be very mad on this Mavari Chazal. But Darizal understands it as referring to these different spheres. In other words, on Pesach we actually saw Zah. Both of the times we really saw Zah, but on Pesach he was still small, so he still had a he still had a black beard. And Matan Tohidi he went up until Arich, so he had a white beard. So they didn't know if it was the same guy. So the Kamash, that's what we need the whole Anech Hashem and the Kerecha to explain that design and the Aruch are really the same. And if you read the Idra, you'll see him talking about this very much. But that's that's the... I'm not going to get into more into the imagery of this right now. That's the basic uh, story of, of that. In other words, uh, the Dezah the of Pesach is the Dezah of Katnas, relative to Shavuos at least. And he references this whole story of Kriyas Yamsuf, which is which is a little weird. Kriyas Yamsif was this big revelation and this big nest, and there is, there's like a yotzim and a cloud for that. Also, it's kind of a kind of an exception, but it really, really, his level is katnas. And Darizal says that this, that's the big secret of Kriyas Yamsif that there could be some kind of yichud and katnas. But in any case, but he was still a young man then. He seems very, very black. And then on Shvis his beard he already grew up so fast, and his beard became white. And that's that's what they saw on Shvis and that's that's the level. That's in other words, that's the kesser that we have to get. On in other words, the Zah, that, that is very precise, the Zah has to attain the Keser of, of Alech, has to get the Keser, because that's his, big, that's his biggest Tachlis Agadus, that's the highest level that he could get, and the highest level in, in the universe he gets on, on Shvez. Now, the, the, the time for this, I'm going to skip uh, explaining the Keser more and maybe another time, but the time for this is generally it takes all night to get this kesser. Seems like it's not such, a, not such a simple thing to get. And then in the day, he has a zivik, and which is a very special zivik because on a regular Shabbos, you don't have a zivik in the level of Arich. Definitely not right in the morning. On a regular Shabbos, by Musaf, we have Abba Ve'Meiloin, 
And then by Mincha, we have a little bit Dikna Da'arich. But it seems like the Arizal is assuming for sure that Shavuos is much higher level than Shabbos. There's some Mepharshim that even go go here and say, well, if they don't understand how you're allowed to do Malacha, Malacha Zeichonepesh and Shavuos, why is Shavuos a Yomtev? It should be a Shabbos at least. It's even much earlier than Shabbos. So that's that's a real Kabbalist kind of question. But anyways, if you assume that the whole reason for Shabbos is that, maybe there's really other reasons, right? But if you assume that the whole reason for Shabbos is which level does I have, then yes, that's a good, good question. And then the Rizal says like this, I'm, I want to get to this. The Rizal says, Therefore, Therefore, this is, this is a little funny. It has to be explained better. Uh, therefore, the... You're not allowed to have a Zivik unless Shavuos. The Rizal has very famously made up a whole long list of nights when you're not allowed to have a Zivik. Uh, which he, he invented by himself. It's brought down in Paskim, if you see sometimes. But it's just Darizal, it's not Alakha. And it's always based on these kind of ideas. Because he says, in Darizal's world, we have to be always Merkava for the Zanav Atzilis, at least Mekavulem, Kamadech uh, Chachamim. That's why the Zohar says that Hamad Chachem is only allowed to have Aina B'Shabbos, uh, because of Pekavulem, we discussed this a different time, there's um, no yichid in the weekdays, or not the right yichid, if some yichid must be, because the world didn't fall apart. But there's not the real yichid. And therefore, if you want to be covered to that, if you want to exemplify, if you want to be connected with that level, you have to uh, not do any yichid, only on Shabbos. But that's always Shabbos night, so we have to understand why Shabbos night. It should be Shabbos Musaf, but okay. Lizal has an explanation for that, technically. And then the Arizal Whenever there's a time when there is no yichud, then you cannot have a yichud in your in your body because you have to be have to be connected to that. And therefore, the Rizal says something interesting. You would have we would have thought that Shvius is the biggest yichud of the year, so it should be a good time to have a yichud. Okay. The Rizal says it's not a good time. Why is it not a good time? The way he says it is because the yichud, the yichud alien, the kabbalah satori yichud, is only in the morning. So therefore, all night, and this is which is different than the veggie section. What you're talking to me? You know what I have to say to that? Someone's talking to me, or I don't know. If you talk to me, show yourself, because I don't know. Um. I think the, this is that's the way he says it. So, so because it's the yichud is only in the morning, so you have to kind of wait to that time. And this this leads him into the idea as not only you can't you can't do mitzvah you have to also stay up all night and not even sleep at all and learn Torah all night. And then he quotes the Zohar saying that if you if you don't sleep all all night, then miftach lech yashlem shnasi you'll have a good year from that year. And the reason is, you won't die if, if that's the Rizal's Avtocha. Interesting Avtocha, which says that if you were up all Shavuos night, you don't, you, you survive that year. And the reasoning by, behind it, if you understand the basic story here, is, is that since Yer Shavuos is, is the Yichud, the greatest Yichud of the year, according to the Rizal, seems to be in Shavuos. And Yichud, of course, is where we get life, right? So from the yichud of the of the Hatzilis, that's where life comes from. And if you if you got that correctly, so similar to Rosh Hashanah, but so he somehow makes this into a Rosh Hashanah. That's which is which is what's interesting here. So if you get that correctly, then you'll survive all year. Um, this why there's the minig of 
and you see that in the Eidos times, it's already a popular minig, that we learned Torah all Shavuos night. So that's the minig is because the people think that they're going to survive on New Year. The Zohar, Zohar promised them life. Why don't they? Why wouldn't they do it? But the real, really, if, if you people, if you know what the kavana is, the Indian is that by learning Torah all night, your mom shall discuss which is the dikta the arich, which the Zohar has to get. The basic, the basic understanding that I have here is something like this. And the Zohar, the Zohar sees it as, as a preparation for a wedding. All right, so we have seven weeks, which are like the nidda, which has to count seven, Zayin Nekim, make sure that you're clean, make sure you got out of Mitzrayim. That's, that's seven weeks. And now the, the, the wedding night arrives. That's the, the Zohar's language in both places. Now, the, whenever you, you go into a, a new level, whenever you go into a higher level, there's a danger. You have to know about this. A lot of people don't know. They think that good le- levels are free. Nothing is free in this world. There's always there's always prices to be paid for everything. And like there's a halacha of a chosen. Chosen needs a shomer. That's a halacha. Because the mazikim or the supernatural ones or natural ones, they like to uh, bother you when you have a good time. And therefore a chosen has a, someone should be with him all the time or more, more internally, you have to be conscious of knowing not to fall into different traps. So when when we actually arrive at the night of the at the night of the wedding, one of the things you need to do is do a a, a shmira, like what's like right somebody would call it a mishma. Like a, you have to keep watch. And yes, it's true that we're we're holding in a better place than we were last week, but that therefore you have you're not actually done. Right. Once you're done, once you actually did the yichud, you actually married already, then you're okay. But the moment before that, that's actually in some ways the most dangerous moment. And and the, the Zohar describes how the, the Kala's friends would get together with her the entire night before the before the wedding and help her, right? Prepare her prepare her clothing, prepare her jewelry, take her to the mikvah. Um and the the reason why we should does that why we why that happens is is because it becomes a very a very um vulnerable uh, situation a very sensitive situation when when your when your heart actually starts to open up and the, the, you actually did you counted your seven nakim and everything and now you actually want to do it there's always going to be someone else that wants to come along and you need to get together with your people and your your all kind of like guards in order to, and both in the positive and negative parts, both to make sure that, that nothing else happens, that things don't get destroyed, and to, to prepare, to actually like prepare the tachshitim and to prepare the uh, clothing and, and the jewelry and the makeup and all of the things that you need to actually prepare. And, and the, Zohar, the, Zohar, the Zohar generally describes the, the, the Tikkun as the, as the as the friends of the Kala getting together with her to prepare her. So this is a very important moment. In other words, you can't just assume that you're just gonna get the Torah by itself. Like if 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 you're the Kala and, and the Torah and the Matan Torah is is the night of the wedding and the day of the wedding, you, it doesn't just happen by itself. If you if it happens by itself and you're like not dressed, you're still in your pajamas. That's not a good way. Not good. Not a, and the, for the Zohar, it's definitely not a good way to get the Torah because the Zohar always assumes that everything only happens by our participation, by our um, being part of things. Nothing happens to us, you know, ma- by magic. And which means that in, we don't have time to celebrate yet in a certain sense. We have to actually 
uh, be there for her, have to actually be there to uh, take the Tachshitim. And the Zohar says that what are what are her jewelry? Her jewelry are the Chtushet Torah, the the invention, right? The new new they need to be new. They need to make new new shtick, new new things for every for every yichad needs. And the technical language of that is Allah's man. You need you need to take something and and bring it as a gift or as a as a as a as a decoration, as a jewelry, in order for for Hasna to work, in order for the for the whole thing to work. And the way we do that is by taking the Torah and and saying a new Torah. And that is actually not that is all. The Reb Shimon and the Agdam of the Zohar is um, says to his friends, to his uh, his students, his friends. He says, "Why don't you create some gift for the Kala?" And and the Belazer says, "Sure, I will." And he starts says a pesach and and explains the pesach of Kabbalah and there's your gift. So this is like the very intensive time of, like right before, right before the wedding, right before the Yichad, where it's like, we're not actually slowing down, we're actually like speeding up and both keeping things together, keeping things that they don't, don't not falling asleep. So not falling asleep is an important thing in that Isa's language, uh, meaning to say, don't forget, don't, the the the, 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 the Oh, I have something here. The Ramak's language is you have to not let your your fleshy eyes sleep and awaken your heart's eyes. So there's like a negative and a positive. Don't don't fall asleep and, and wake up. And that waking up is 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 the preparation, is the is the like in the result, what that is saying, that's what gives the guesser to the Zan. And with with his kesser, and the reason actually is this this is I'm going to skip to that. But then the the mikvah of Shuas is bringing that kesser and bringing it not only to the zab but also to the nook. And the reason has a very big big side. In general, all levels all levels have have two steps. When we bring malchus of chachma to the zab, so the zab will get the chachma, and then in step two, the zab will give it to the nook, whether in a yichad or in a yichad achbach, which in some kind of yichad he has to give it to her. When we have the Meichn of Keser, there's not actually two steps. The same, in the same moment which the Zah gets, gets, gets the Keser, the Nook actually gets the Keser too. That's, and uh, Lizel has a whole explanation of how that works, but that's, uh, that's the, um, like, the, both kings, both, both parts of the Zah and the Nook can, can receive the Keser in the same, in the same time. And that's that's what actually gets done by the and that is Osmanic. And after you finish your learning, you go to the mikveh in the morning. And in that mikveh, the Zah and the Nuk both get the Kesar, and then they're ready for the actual Yichid, which happens uh, by Musaf, really. That's the that's the story of of um of Shwiss Knight and Arizal and the Zohar. And uh, for that he has his way how to do it, you should learn this and read that. And that's the okay. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna stop there. Thank you. Thank you. to you. And uh, yeah, may you uh, achieve those heights. Yes, thank you. Amen. All right. I'll be in. Uh, thank you. I call to fight. Okay.